Hello and happy summer 2017. This is Lior Gava. I'm an uh, IT tech consultant, computer guy, enthusiast for over 22 years <clears throat> down in the Miami area, closer to Aventura. So uh, to all my clients listening in, hello. Uh, anyone else listening in, I hope you uh, enjoy this uh, little podcast. Testing this out. So I'm going to try and be a little brief, not a long podcast or anything like that. Um, Just going to go through the little newsletter I sent out. First thing in the newsletter, I hope everyone's having a great summer. And uh, I sent a little picture of a squirrel, a little animated picture of a squirrel, which is kind of cute. Found that picture in an app that you can get on the iPhone called Giphy. G-I-P-H-Y, and it's kind of interesting, a GIF, G-I-F file, is a moving picture file. Originally created uh, basically as a moving picture file, it's almost as old or probably older than uh, how long I've been doing this, well over 20 years, Uh, but now it's available as a cute little... um, Tiny little animations. You can find an animation for just about anything. I searched for an animation of summer, and I found a little squirrel. (laughs) So hope you like it. And you can incorporate it into your um, text messaging. Next thing I mentioned that I went to Colombia. A bunch of my clients, a bunch of you uh, are from Colombia. You gave me uh, some tips. And uh, if I haven't spoken to you... uh, I went to Colombia for my birthday back in April, and it was beautiful. Hiked Tayrona National Park, which was really nice, and uh, went over to Cartagena. So just spent a few days, and really, really beautiful place, great food, and really nice people. So really enjoyed it. Next part, you see a little picture of me and my girlfriend. Uh, This is Kathy. Uh, She's the one I went hiking with. And uh, the next part here is Kathy is a resident at the University of Miami's Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation Program. Uh, So she's, I believe, going into fourth year of residency. And they're allowed to take an elective. And the elective that Kathy's looking uh, to do later this year, fall 2017, is helping uh, the people out in a remote region in Nepal. And um, her program approved her elective, but of course, funding is needed. And I never really uh, reach out to you guys for funding or anything like that. And don't feel like you need to chip in at all. I won't look bad at you if you don't. Uh, but if you'd like to, um, all the information is located there at a GoFundMe page. Now, GoFundMe.com is pretty cool. Um, you can start up a fund page for just about anything. And uh, this is a really great um, great thing to do here. Uh, Kathy will go out to uh, remote region of Nepal, travel, take a couple of flights, and... Uh, take some local roads out to a remote region and uh, help uh, people out, give some uh, 
medical uh, assistance there to the uh, local people and uh, help the clinics out. So really cool. Uh, she would be representing the University of Miami. Okay, next part is Apple's next iPhone. Really hot topic, really amazing. It's the 10th anniversary. Uh, we're bound to see a really cool piece of technology. It's been 10 years since the first iPhone came out. And one really cool feature that um, Apple is unveiling is augmented reality. And this is going to start, this is going to blow up, I think. It's going to be everywhere. Um, in Apparently in the camera feature, or at least in this app that uh, someone has already created for the next iPhone, you can um, use a ruler in the app. So you no longer have to have a ruler or a measuring tape on you if you're trying to see check sizes or anything like that. You just use the camera, use this app. Um, Augmented reality is basically moving pictures or the camera from 2D to 3D. This is where the iPhone, when you're pointing it somewhere, it understands the surroundings to a third dimension, to the depth. It figures out uh, where flat surfaces are and projects an image on that surface. Uh, one of the creepy things that some people are talking about uh, privacy-wise, is that you'll be able to point your iPhone ca iPhone's camera at someone and it will overlay uh, publicly available information about that person. A uh, bit creepy. I think people will uh, want to be a little bit anonymous, try to protect their uh, privacy a little bit more once they see what's available out there. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that later in the newsletter. Next thing I have in the, uh, this newsletter is U.S. Uh, Postal Service Informed Delivery. This is a service, amazing service. No one, Not a lot of people really know about it. It's a free service, of course, taxpayer-based service. And um, you'll get an email in the morning daily of mail that's supposed to show up in your physical mailbox, in, in, your, in your post box. Really crazy. Uh Someone said, I read online that this kind of started with uh, Snowden revelation that every piece of mail gets scanned. And so apparently every piece of mail does get scanned. And not only that, they know who it's going to. Um, so they, I guess they decided to create this uh, service. And for some of you that are up in the Northeast, uh, not Miami for those six months out of town, uh, getting away from the hurricanes and the heat, and enjoying your uh, beautiful towns elsewhere, um, as they have thought out from the winter, you uh, would be able to see what mail is in your uh, mailbox. That's kind of cool. And not just have to wait for it uh, to see it directed to you. So that's really cool service. Next thing I'm talking about is protection from viruses, as always. Uh, big Trevor, treasure, treasure trove of CIA and NSA tools, <laughs> which they used to, uh, I guess, hack the world, got leaked, and uh, the bad guys are out there tweaking this stuff and already hit uh, Ukraine and uh, uh, the uh, hospital system in uh, the UK. 
what's happening is a couple of things. Um, there are vulnerabilities in Windows and or Apple, which hackers are taking advantage of. And some of these vulnerabilities were just recently patched in updates. If, if you don't install updates, then you are not patched. Um, but basically, the bottom line is a computer has uh, these things called ports, which is one way uh, which viruses can get in. There's a lot of ways for viruses to just get in, cause havoc. So you want to have your viruses, paid antivirus. You want to have secure email, especially if you are uh, one of my small business clients. Uh, reach out to me. Talk to me about it. Um, you want to have a backup system, without a doubt, and just about all of you do have it. But if you're not sure, just reach out, send an email, give me a, give me a buzz. Hey, how's my backup system? If I haven't updated you about it or uh, we haven't spoken about it in a while, always good to check. Online backup is important. If you get hit, if one of your employees or a kid or grandkid installs a virus on your computer uh, or you click on something by mistake, it starts encrypting everything. Um, it's a good idea to have a backup so that way you don't have to uh, figure out what the heck Bitcoin is and how to pay the ransom and hopefully uh, hope that the ransom uh, undoes the encryption and so on. So. Crazy stuff out there. Keep yourself protected. Uh, have a paid antivirus and have your backups in place. Okay. Um, by the way, I apologize if I say um a lot. I've noticed that I'm doing that. And I will try not to. <laughs> first, first time ago, I probably did a podcast sometime years ago when podcast came out well over 10 years ago. I don't remember, but uh, so I'll call this one of my first podcasts. Next thing in the newsletter is VPN, virtual private networking. This is a big buzzword that's going around right now. Um, apparently, the government is allowing um, Comcasts of the world, etc. This is brand new legislation. I don't know if it has anything to do with the new administration, but... They're going to allow them to uh, have visual records of what you search, what you browse on the internet, and when. And be able to sell you things based on that or uh, sell that to third parties, possibly. I, I believe that's what's going on. So apart from that and having your laptop on Wi-Fi networks, public Wi-Fi networks like in Starbucks and uh, airports, uh, cafes, anywhere around the world – um, what a VPN does is it encrypts the entire data, everything that's leaving your phone, iPad, laptop, coming back to it through where you are. So if you're at home, let's say you have Comcast or Atlantic Broadband or whatnot, instead of Atlantic Broadband Comcast seeing everything that you're doing, which they do now, um, it would be encapsulated in a, a VPN service, and they're about five bucks a month or so. And it would basically uh, secure your communication through your internet connection uh, provider. Same thing if you're at a hotel, airport, 
uh, Starbucks, cafe, whatnot, Wi-Fi network, friends, Wi-Fi network, if you have a VPN enabled, all the communication uh, goes through this uh, virtual private uh, network, virtual private tunnel, some people call it, um, and it exits through the VPN of the company that you purchase the VPN from. So again, this is a bit technical, unfortunately. It is a bit technical, but it is a really cool service. Some people use it to, um, some people get VPN service. Just about every VPN service provider, they tell you that they don't track or keep records of what you browse. Um, you know, this is all comes down to trust with these providers. And next thing, uh, they may employ some sort of uh, antivirus technology that um, uh, makes sure viruses don't come to your computer. Some of them claim that or ad blocking technology. And lastly, some people like VPN technology because you can select to be anywhere. So you can select to be in Canada, Israel, France, China, Hong Kong, South Korea, Mexico. And um, what's really cool is your traffic, your internet traffic goes from Miami or wherever you are securely into a server around the world and exits through there and comes back to you through there. So really cool thing. You're going to hear a lot about VPN technology. Um, I've recently elected to get VPN and I got it on my phone, got it on my laptop. And if you're traveling a lot or if you're using public Wi-Fi network or uh, if you're interested in um, being a little bit more secure online, talk to me. I could show you how to VPN. Um, next thing, coolest thing, gadgets, phone gadgets. If you ever lose your keys or you want to keep track of things, there's a really cool gadget called Tile. And I have a cool, I have a link to it on Amazon in my, uh, newsletter. And what's so cool about it is if you know where your phone is, you can have your keys beep. You just put this little piece of tile it's Bluetooth enabled, um, and it shows you where your keys are or wherever, whatever you put it on. You can put it on a cat. You can put it on a dog. You can uh, put it in your car, put it on a bicycle, or uh, I don't know. Uh, you, you think about it, and it'll kind of track where it's located. Now, if it's way, f uh, um, if it's further away from your phone, it relies on other users of Tile that have the Tile app on their phone. So if your Tile makes it to Nebraska for some reason and it's on your keychain or it's in your car or something somewhere, I don't know why. If someone walks by with an iPhone with the Tile app installed, it'll pick up this unique Tile and it'll report back the last location. So that's how it does that. Uh, when I launched it here in Aventura, it told me that there were about a thousand users around me uh, in a one mile radius or something like that, or five mile radius. Um, so really cool little device. If you want to keep track of things, I've had uh, one customer put it on their cat because they had a pretty large home 
and um, they could press one button on the app and it starts beeping, you know, a nice little song and uh, you can find your cat. So if you're always looking for uh, your dog or cat, this, this could be a cool thing to put on a collar. Um, if you're always missing your keys, you can put it on your keys. Another cool thing, you could double tap on the tile itself, the physical tile that's, let's say it's on your keychain, uh, if you can't find your phone, and it'll start beeping your phone. So um, I think it's really cool, really, really cool little gadget for 25 bucks. Um, you're going to have fun with this one. So find that there. Next gadget, Apple AirPods. You know, I think this is an underreported product from Apple. Um, I've had fairly cheap $20, $30 Bluetooth headphones for uh, working out with. And I said to myself, what do I need to spend 200 bucks on these things for? Um, I, I don't understand it. I didn't really understand um, why would I go from a $20, $30 pair of wireless Bluetooth headphones to, to these? And, and they attracted me, and I, I was very interested. Anyways, I got them. Amazing. Now, they're available for $150, $160 through Apple, but there's a six-week lead time. Uh, but little tidbit, they're available on Amazon for $200 bad 200 bucks so you're paying a, a bit of a premium but they're they'll be at your doorstep within two days with prime shipping uh, a bunch of people apparently pre-purchased them and they're just reselling to make a buck now so what's cool about it the case charges them you open the case you put the put the airpod in your ear it's on it's ready it's going it's you don't have to go to bluetooth and enable this and enable that it just works you can have one in, you can have two in. Um, double tap on the side, you're talking to Siri. Uh, take one out, it pauses the music, whatever you're listening to, maybe it's a podcast. Um, really is a pleasure to use. Um, is, is it worth it? If, as they say with any one of these products, you got the disposable income, you want to do it, You'll enjoy it. Um, absolutely, Bluetooth headphones, you get cheap ones, um, and they'll work, and you'll fidget with them, and you'll have to like kind of plug them in. This plugs in right to an iPhone uh, adapter, so you just you have one laying around. You just plug it in, charges them. Um, it just works. It's great. It Trust me. It's You'll love it. If it doesn't fit your ear, that's that's the only thing. Um, it fits, I believe, about 90% of ears. So really, really cool device. The quality is amazing. You can be on a phone. You can uh, have a conversation with – okay, enough. I'll stop. <laughs> You'll love it. Uh, oh, the microphone quality on it is really good. Uh, and that's the other thing that the cheaper Bluetooth devices don't have. Um, what I found <laughs> – I keep going on about this – what I found is that when I'm using the cheaper Bluetooth devices, uh, people have a hard time uh, understanding what I'm saying. This is flawless. It it works. It's it's I can highly recommend it. I hope you like it if you do get it. Next thing, okay. Next thing in the uh, newsletter. 
I labeled it troubleshooting slow internet speeds when you're paying for fast. All right, guys, there's a picture of a cat. And if you can't figure it out, the cat's holding an internet cable. And why is it called a cat fight? Because internet cables, aka also known as ethernet cables, are uh, called uh, cat cables. So cat5, cat5e, cat6, cat7, uh, that's kind of the te technological lingo for internet cables. And so a lot of you guys have had um, – well, let's let's go back. I can't believe this, but let's go back uh, 17 years to the year 2000. DSLs coming out. People are getting 1.5 megabit. Uh, you know, we're we're moving on from dial-up. If you remember that. So we're going from 1.5 to three to six, um, and then slowly now we're everyone's got at least 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, now maybe 75 megabits uh, per second internet service and um, what that means is I now again I don't know if you remember but sometimes in the past we had to wait for websites to load I know shocking uh, we pretty much don't do that anymore uh, when you click on a link it's pretty much there these days but I don't know if you remember but we used to wait so now what a lot of you guys are doing um, and what internet providers are doing is they're going up to uh, fiber internet, gigabit speeds, and they're offering it and we're buying it. And sometimes it's coming with our, um, with our association if you're in a condominium and so on. So now we're getting to speeds of 100, 200, 400. 1,000 megabit per second. Amazing. That means you're not waiting for that Netflix to buffer. You're not waiting for anything. Things are flying, okay? And we're, we're having a lot of things around the house now from Amazon Alexas to Sonos uh, audio players to Dropcam to Ring to video and home security systems. I don't know. Everything's going on the internet right now. Phones going on the internet. Everything's on the internet. You gotta have internet. Um, so now you're getting the speeds, and you're testing out the speeds, and you're not getting the speeds. You're getting thirty. You're getting forty, but you're paying for two hundred. You're paying four hundred. You're paying one thousand. Uh, what's happening is you got old cables old wiring and the old cables and the new cables on the outside look the same on the inside they're different and so if you have what's called cat 5 it's supposed to it'll cap at around 40 megabit per second and um so if you have you have a brand new home you shouldn't have an issue um it's all about what the installer puts in but shouldn't have an issue you got an older home, <laughs> even if it's a year or two old. Um, you got to you got to be careful. You might have equipment in there, and internet equipment that's slowing you down. The next phase is called ten one hundred. These are internet switches. This could be in your normal home, or it could be in a business, and it'll cap your internet speed at hundred. So you could be paying for 200, 400, 1,000, 
You can call me up and you say, hey, what's going on here? Well, you know, I just called Comcast. They came out. They installed this, but I'm not getting it. Um, cabling and equipment. So it's not only calling up Comcast or Hotwire or whoever it is that's giving you Internet and saying, hey, give me the faster speed. It's also your equipment. And when that happens, there's some troubleshooting that has to happen to find out exactly what's slowing it down, which cable is slowing it down, which device is slowing it down. And that's where the fun comes. So if you went out there and you paid for faster internet, but it's not fast on your end and the, the internet company's like, it's not on our end, that's when you call me. And we uh, have fun uh, figuring out which cable it is. Okay. And I've gotten better at this. It really is amazing. I used to not look at the side of cable because it's on the side of cable tiny 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 print it's gonna have a 5e it's gonna have a six you know it might even say three on it um you got to really figure out you got to know what number you're looking for uh to figure this out and uh, really i uh, years working with this never had to look at it uh because the internet that came into the property was always less than what the cable is going to be doing uh or the equipment and uh, now we're going beyond, okay? So really amazing. I, I got to I'm taking a little deviation here. Every month, every three months, definitely every year, something else sticks out. If it's, uh, if you've heard me talk about solid state drives uh, or memory chips, it used to be, it used to be that I would add memory chips um, and that just died at some point because they were maxed out. People were getting computers with maxed out. So it's just, it's amazing. It's just different things come up. The iPhone, I, I just, that's, I mean, I can't. It's just, <laughs> it's never ending, especially with viruses and this and that. All right, getting back to topic. All right, next thing on the list mesh Wi Fi for home and business. So I've been following mesh Wi Fi since. It was uh, this uh, student's project late in uh, the 90s at MIT. And what they did, a lot of these things came from MIT, by the way. Dropbox, MIT. Um, the Kindle, the screen on the Kindle, electronic ink. Uh, I followed that from the late 90s. Um, it's amazing some of this late 90s technology that has advanced, but um, we still use today big time and turn into huge, huge Big time. Anyways, this MIT uh, product ended up getting bought up by Cisco. It's called Meraki. But um, it's now, now it's available. So it went from enterprise all the way down to business, and now it's available for homes. And what they did at MIT is a little bit different. If you think about wireless routers, they've always been like one router, and then if you wanted more, you had to get extenders or wireless access points, and they had to be programmed. And this was huge for me. Uh, I had a lot of these home theater people, wonderful people, um, that you know get some of these. Some some of you guys have nice large home homes, and they're all automated. And but I would have the home audio people, home theater people call me out to help them program the network program, the Wi-Fi. Well, now it's become a little bit easier and 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 amazing. 
Um, Apple has it with their, they've had it for a long time with their airport devices. Google just launched one called Google Wi-Fi. Uh, Linksys has their own version. Um, the one that was talked about in the paper a lot before Google came out with theirs and Linksys came out with theirs was Eero, E-E-R-O, project from Silicon Valley. Anyways, at the end of the day, it all depends on how big your home or business is and what your needs are. It, it really is amazing that you gotta, you have to really select the right product for the location and or customer. And it all depends on whether you use Google uh, stuff or use Apple stuff. And it, it, it's all location specific, uh, person specific. But what they do now is you take these devices and you spread them around the home or business. And they, you program it a little bit. And some of them are so simple to program. You just use uh, an iPhone app to program them. And it's step by step. And um, they, they talk to each other to create what's called a mesh Wi-Fi network. So you don't have to plug them in. You don't have to know networking code or lingo or anything like that. And then you pull it up on the app and it shows you how strong each Wi-Fi is. It um, tells you how many devices are on the Wi-Fi network, what kind of devices they are, uh, who's using bandwidth. Um, it really can get very, very detailed. Uh, the home solutions are not that, not that detailed. The business solutions are amazingly detailed uh, as to what time and what application and and so on, so you can really dig in and figure out what's going on. But uh, mesh Wi-Fi, uh, that's basically the only thing that I'll be deploying uh, from now on. So um, I've done a Google Wi-Fi now for a really great client at um, Miami and uh, their place in Orlando. That was really a fun, fun little trip to do. Um, and the Wi-Fi network, not only is it meshed and a better network, better coverage and really fast speeds, uh, but you can control it from your iPhone anywhere you are. You can turn it on and off. You can change the password, the name, you can block people. Uh, you can, um, you can call up the, the, uh, internet company and say, Hey, you know, this is not working. This is the speed that I'm getting. So really, really amazing. Um, boy, I said this was going to be short, and I thought it was going to be short, but I think, I think this this podcast is, this podcast is going on. So, um, we'll see what you guys think. Usually, podcasts are a little bit uh, long, so, but this was a very long uh, newsletter. So, I'm sorry if it was too long. Okay, almost finishing here. Just a couple more items. Scanning. Um, major industry shift, especially for home users. You used to buy an all-in-one scanner, fax, copier, printer. Is anyone faxing anymore? Finally, um, I, I you know, faxing is still around to uh, some respect, but uh, boy, it, it, it held on for a while. Scanning, built into Dropbox. So if you have the Dropbox app, it's free up to a certain amount of uh, files. Um, tiny scanner apps. So there's little scanner apps on the iPhone that you can get using the camera on your phone. 
you can scan documents. And before, you would take a picture of the document. It would look like a picture, and then it would be kind of bulky. But now, scanning apps are figuring out where the document is, creating a nice black and white image, visual image, small image, creates a PDF out of it. You can email it. You can save it in your Dropbox. I save everything in my Dropbox. Um, you don't need to figure out how to connect your scanner. If you're scanning, you know, sometimes these scanners, they'll disconnect and, you know, which computer has the software and so on. So all you got to do is take a picture of the uh, what you want to scan and it's on your phone. It's on your Dropbox. You have the Dropbox installed on your laptop. It's on your laptop automatically. So really, really cool stuff. Again, solutions for specific reasons, specific needs. Uh, some of you guys in the, the law offices, of course, you're scanning a lot of documents. You need that huge uh, multifunction printer scanner. Um, this is not going to cut it. Uh, some of my accountants, uh, you got your desktop scanners connected to your desktops. That's, you know, you're getting all these returns and whatnot. Um, you have 60 pages and so forth. You, This is not going to cut it. But 10 pages or less. Uh, once in a while scanning needs, check out scanning built into the Dropbox app. You can get a little tiny scanner app. Need help with any of this? Let me know. Apple is going to integrate scanning into their notes, uh, with the next iPhone or next iOS release, uh, because of their augmented reality, um, feature that they're going to deploy, which, which might be, might, might be a biggie. Well, we'll see. Hurricane season's coming up. Be prepared. Make sure you got your battery backups for surges. Make sure you lift the uh, desktops off the ground. I've seen a little bit of flooding on the on those ground level floors, and there go all the computers. Um, if you're leaving the office, covering the computers with uh, a piece of plastic, a garbage bag. Don't cover the vents just in case the computer turns on. You don't want it to overheat, and who knows what the heck that would cause. So you want to protect it from the top if there's a leak. Uh, want to protect it from the bottom. Lift the computers up onto the desks. And um, make sure we have our backups, online backups. Um, make sure you have your local backups. You're not sure. You haven't seen me in a while. Some of you guys see me every week. Some of you guys see me once a month. Some of you guys see me a couple of times a month, a couple of times a year. Um, give me a buzz. Hey, how's uh, how's my backup doing? Okay, because we never want to assume. All right, um, business phones, really, really cool. I'll be very brief. Do not, do not let a phone person persuade you to get an old business phone. Do not, do not get a T1 line. Uh, that is back in the 90s. Um, these days it's called VoIP. Uh, business phones, they're between 20 to 35 bucks a month, depending on the features, depending on what you want. Sometimes we have, they have promotions, free phones, so forth. I work with a couple of uh, VoIP um, the top of the line VoIP uh, companies, 
and I'm able to, they give me this back access so I can generate quotes for you guys. Uh, we can talk to them directly. Um, it's really, really cool. Um, this is the phone for your business. You've seen them. It's the Cisco phones or the Polycom phones. Um, give me a buzz. You got old phone system. You want new phones. Talk to me. Talk to me about phones. Um, this is the future. This is now. You want, you're moving an office. With this phone system, all you need is an internet jack. And they work. You don't need a phone box. Um, you don't need to call a phone guy. Um, just got to have the right wiring in place. And makes things really simple, really easy to use. If you want a phone line on your iPhone for some reason, if you want one of these phones at your home, you want one of these phones in another state, in another country, you plug it into the internet and your local phone, your extension is right there. So really, really, really amazing. If you don't have this in your business, uh, this is what you need to have. Um, or if you're not happy with what you currently have, let me know. Saving the best for last. <laughs> and I've been pushing this. Uh, this is uh, data center desktops. Amazon, Microsoft, uh, some of the major players that are now allowing you to have a Windows desktop in the cloud. And this is really great um, to stop the whole we need to buy a new computer um, thing uh, talk. Everything is moving to the cloud. Whether you like it or not, half of what you're doing right now is in the cloud. If it's email, I don't know. Whatever it is, it's in the cloud. And what's the cloud? A cloud is a physical, huge data center somewhere in the United States or elsewhere. Um, and sometimes it's copied from one data center to the other. That's what the cloud is. And um, the cloud desktops is the now and the next thing. And it is not five or ten bucks a month. Um, so it's not relatively inexpensive, but it's not expensive. And when you look at it, it really is worth it. But you got to wrap your head around it, which is what's making it a little bit tough for people to uh, adopt in their small businesses. This is for small businesses. It's taking the Windows computer and putting it in a data center. So you can use your iPad, your iPhone, your laptop, Mac or Windows, your desktop, Mac or Windows, or Chrome, if you know what that is. And with a few keystrokes, you access your secure Windows desktop elsewhere in the cloud. What's cool about this is that you no longer have to think about what computer you have in your office. So um, if your computer goes down, any computer, you log into it, you see your desktop. Nice. It has a super fast connection to the internet from the data center. Um, so even if you have about a 50 megabit or 100 megabit connection where you are, you're going to have a super fast connection uh, from this desktop. 
desktop is super secure. It is automatically patched once a week. So all these viruses going around, you're not vulnerable to them. A lot of these desktops come with Microsoft Office. They uh, come with an antivirus in them. Talk to me. Uh, let me know if you're interested. Um, it, uh, it, I, I think this is amazing. And this is something, if you have a small business, you should be using. Um, and again, I could sit down and I explain all the pros. Uh, you can virtually kick out, if you have a server, if um, taking care of your small business and you have a server, we could possibly kick the server to the curb. So think about not having to purchase a new server. Um, if, you know, because after a couple of years, we got to purchase a new one. Um, think about not having to purchase an expensive desktop for you and your employees. You can go with a low-end desktop because all the power is in the cloud data center. So really amazing stuff. This is where my, uh, my uh, newsletter ends. Remember to – thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I don't know how many of you will listen to it. Uh, but if you did, shoot me a line. Let me know what you thought. Uh, maybe I'll do a couple of more of these. And uh, do remember to check out Kathy's GoFundMe page. Uh, $1, $5, $20, $100, whatever you can. Uh, don't feel obligated. I'm not looking at the names. Uh, but if you're interested in making a difference and uh, sending my uh, girlfriend out to Nepal <laughs> for a month, then uh, click the link in the newsletter. All right. Thank you. And I hope you all have an amazing summer 2017. Goodbye.